Davis outside. He's got speed. 40, 50. Charles down the sideline. I don't think I caught him Houdini yet, but that's what he is. A speed man to the five and a touchdown for Todd Griffin. And it was all speed. Touchdown, Taylor This is the Oregon Spring Football Podcast. Here's your host, Chase Morgan. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Oregon Spring Football Podcast. If you've been craving the pigskin, you're in luck as the Ducks will take the field for the spring game this Saturday, April 30th at 11 a.m. If you can't make it out to Onsen Stadium, be sure to tune in on the radio as Jerry, Jory, and Terry, along with Joey, get things going at 10 a.m. with a one-hour pregame show leading into coverage of the spring football game on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Last week, we heard from both coordinators, Brady Hoke transitioning the defense to his 4-3 scheme, while Matt Lubick takes over the reins for Scott Frost on a high-powered offense. This week, we'll hear from quite a few of the players. We'll check in to see how Dakota Prukop is progressing and also introduce one of his competitors at the quarterback position, Travis Johnson. Regardless of who's at QB, Darren Carrington will be one of the main targets they'll be looking for and we'll get his thoughts coming into a new season. Of course, those patented explosive plays can't be made without the offensive line. And longtime O line coach Steve Greatwood talks about this year's unit. Before we get to all that, though, it's time to check in with head coach Mark Helfrich as he gives an update to the media on week three of spring ball. Uh, the scrimmage last Friday, the yeah, the offense got off to a, a fast start. Um, and then kind of, you know, it was a little little sluggish there for a while, which unfortunately has become a, a little bit of a tradition around here. Um, but the guys really bounced back today. Uh, we had a, a good physical day, kind of some give and take on both sides. Um, but, yeah, a lot of moving parts um, from, a, from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, had a couple guys, a couple guys show up up front. TJ Daniel did some really good things. AJ Hodgkins did some really good things. Um... Uh, offensively, uh, had two we had two turnovers that were just silly kind of force balls, trying to trying to make something happen that wasn't there. Um, but just a ton a ton of learning at this point. Coach, there's a lot of newness on this team. What's the chemistry like right now? Chemistry's good. The competition, other than other than that that kind of lull in the middle of the scrimmage, uh, it has been really good. It's been back and forth. We've had uh, it's been spirited. Uh, it's been physical, uh, and there's just a ton of learning right now. There's there's um, we're through practice seven right now, so almost we're we're probably three quarters of the way through the install in every phase, and so now guys will start to play a little bit faster and think a little less, um, which hopefully leads to to cleaner everything. You mentioned that's kind of 7 of 14. Is there kind of a midway? Do, you, do things change for the second half, or is it all kind of one big? You want together? yeah, you want it to, to be at about this point. We, I mean, like I said, we probably have maybe even a little bit more, maybe about 90% of the install done in every phase. And so now you're, you're not thinking as much. Um, you're doing things the second, a third, a fourth time. Um, but, you know, if I'm a new whatever, a new linebacker and I've done – uh, you know, 64 mile a mile against this this formation, and I have to do it against something else. Um, it's it's new, and then it's new, and then it's just just becomes kind of an instinctive thing. Um, but you certainly want that to to be done by about 
you know, 12th practice or so. And that's offense, defense, and special teams, you're saying, all have kind of most yeah, of everything. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, special teams-wise, from a technique standpoint and what we're, what we're doing uh, installation-wise, we're really close just because you're not, you know, you know, we don't practice too much full-speed kickoff cover, for instance, in, in spring ball. Um, but the technique that you do in punt return and, and, and uh, punt cover, the, the carryover from all that stuff is, is more drill work. And so all that stuff is, is basically in. To what comes on the next seven days? What do you want to accomplish before you get to that spring game? Yeah, just a little bit more. Like we said, a little bit more install, and then a bunch of situational things. Trying to get guys to not only think, okay, phone booth. You know, what is my job? But how do I fit in the in the grand scheme of things? Uh, and then do it in the red zone, and do it with a game clock, and do do it under uh, kind of the stress the stress of just those guys out there, rather than a coach being in their their ear every every rep. Class is not generally considered top tier, but yet you excel when it comes to the polls. How would how does Oregon do so much with what other people considered less? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think um, you know. I think the nature of recruiting and how it's kind of a southeast to everywhere else um, genesis of recruiting rankings. I think that that plays into that a little bit. Um, you know how how we're able to recruit based on where we are. Um, maybe the recruiting ranking thing doesn't always play out. I, I don't know. I think our guys are are pretty good, and and we try to make them better. Is there any players that really stand out in your memory as being ranked fairly low, but yet they excel when it comes to season or as when it comes to practices? Oh my gosh. Um, where's AJ Jacobson? Let's ask the recruiting guru. See, he left. He left. Blown assignment. Um, I don't know, and, and I, I I don't know. I don't. We don't really, uh, you know, look at that. We don't really care. I mean, obviously, we'd like to be number one in everything. We want to be number one on the GPA charts. We want to be number one uh, at the end of the year, uh, and recruiting certainly plays into that. Uh, sometimes, sometimes there's there's reasons guys are ranked higher. Sometimes there's reasons they're they're unranked, um, and we try to get to the bottom of of, of all of it. Regardless of stats, what makes a recruit have that organ it factor that we really look for in a team? Well, we just try to do as much research as we can, and that's a, a never-ending deal as far as trying to do background checks, try to get to people that aren't really, uh, you know, they don't they don't have a vested interest in, in the guy as a player, but, you know, sometimes it's the custodian or the secretary that, that gives you the, the, the truth about a guy. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we like guys that are really fast and really good football players and really smart and really tough and great character guys. And so it's, it's a big, it's a big, you know, a big uh, set of criteria. Coach Lubick said that uh, Jake Hansen's been working with the ones at, at center. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing from him? And is, is he kind of a cut above the rest? Um, I don't know about the cut above a rest part of it, but he's, he's a guy that's starting to, he, he was up with the, the scout team kind of all last year or not with the scout team with the, the non-scout team guys, uh, as far as preparation would go. So he had a little bit of a leg up just experience wise of, you know, being in our system, so to speak. Um, but he's done some good things and even, you know, he's played a little guard and a little tackle. And so to just, you can see him not think as much when he's playing one of those other spots. Um, uh, but, you know, I think all those guys are still still have a chance to, to be great players here. Gra- all, the, all the young guys. Is there a Gras- Grasso uh, comparison there with, with Hanson? Just his number. Yeah, his number and, you know, where he's playing. Peronis Grasso, that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, you know, tough mark to reach at this point.
We'll hear from Helfrich later in the program as he updates you on week four of practice. But towards the end of his comments we just played, he talked about the offensive line. They get lost in the shuffle because of the question of who will be behind center this coming season. But the big uglies just as important for the whole offense to be successful. And Steve Graywood, who enters his 30th season on the Oregon coaching staff, his 25th as offensive line coach, tells reporters how the O-line is coming along. Some guys are starting to click faster with others. Uh, but like I said, you know, I've, I've got to turn up the heat a little bit to make sure that those kids understand how important it is, A, all right, to know what you're doing when you're out there and then be able to execute it with the proper technique. Last year you were recovering from losing two guys in the NFL. And this year, you're losing two key guys as well. You, th- you think this group is ahead of where the group was last year coming off of that same situation? Or? You know, the one thing that I think that, that we're not, we're not, I think athletically, yes, we're, we're ahead of where we, where we were last year, just from an overall pool of athletes. Right. But what we are missing this year that I'm concerned about, and I've addressed this with them, is just a, a, the leadership aspect of who's going to step up and take charge. Right. You know, last year with Tyler, uh, Matt Haggerty proved to be a good lead. You know, we had, we had some very, very strong leadership in the group. Uh, this year, I'm still searching for that guy. Who's going to be that guy? And it's probably going to be a younger guy. You know, and, and but but we've got to have that in the group, and and that's one thing as we continue to work through spring that we've got to continue to develop. Jake talked last week about trying to take over that mantle and be that kind of leader, mm-hmm. and, and be sort of like Coronas was as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Is that something you see in him? Yeah, I do, I do. Uh, but again, his voice needs to be stronger, needs to be, you know, more confident. Just again, running the show, and again, those are things I'm trying to bring out in him, and not only him trying to get you know Tyrell because he is you know the most experienced guy as far as the guys that are practicing right now to be that guy you know um uh he's kind of quiet yeah he's kind of <laughs> quiet he's kind of quiet you know and again you don't have to be a rah-rah guy but yeah. i just need a guy that's gonna be a decision maker out there okay be confident in what he what he sees and, and get everybody on the same page major uh, evaluations that you made from the scrimmage going over oh we got we got a lot of rough edges right now you know uh, it was typical you know, and, and I think in the case of last Friday, it was one step forward, two step backs, two steps back a lot of times. So, um, you know, it, it's all good because the defense is throwing a lot at us, and so you know, it's it's not just lining up and blocks and blocking X's on a piece of paper. Now we've got to be able to adjust and, and see, and it's going to make us better in the long run, but it can be frustrating right now. Yeah, all the stuff they're doing does that make it hard for you to get an evaluation? Just because I mean, the defense is doing so many things. Well, I, I can get an evaluation from again just how how well the guys comprehend and and understand what's going to happen pre-snap and that's that's key you know because it's not like they're not giving us some clues about what's going to happen out there they just you know it's good in the fact that you know it's going to teach my guys to have awareness before the ball is snapped and that's that's what we're striving that's and young guys you know right now they're just struggling with who do i block and uh not having that a big picture awareness how's shane Shane? Last week, yeah. you know shane shane is one of those kids that when he gets a hold of you, look out. I mean, he's strong, he's athletic and all that, but, you know, sometimes he doesn't get the right guy. And, uh, you know, he'll run around and not touch a soul, and that's that's frustrating to me. So, again, just seeing that overall consistency develop in him, you know, as well as just the techniques of, you know, being able to pass, pass protect and, you know, on a consistent base. They all look good at times. They all flash at times, but the consistency is what we're lacking right now. The struggles in the scrimmage to new quarterback, new center at multiple spots on the depth chart. 
Oh, I, this I'm, early in the spring, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses. We didn't play as well as I had hoped we'd play at all. I mean, up front, and, and that's solely on my responsibility. That's my responsibility. So that's, you know, the other positions around, I, I don't, right now, I don't really pay attention to that. I, I couldn't tell you who's doing what at quarterback or receiver or running back because I've got five jabronis right now that i got to freaking, <laughs> you know, make sure that so. Uh, you know, every every play that that is not successful, you know, I, I look first at what we've got to do first, Matt. So, you know, it's it's it is what it is. It's a work in progress, and I, it's a work in progress across the board with every coach on offense right now. You guys have a transfer on the way. I can't remember what his name is. Is he someone you think you can plug in at left tackle and then keep the right side intact? Well, yeah, yeah, Zach Morgan. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what Zach's played both sides at the University of Dayton, and, and you know. Uh, he's definitely going to add some depth and add some some competition and and how quickly he can pick things up and and go. You know, it's it's you know I hope I hope that we can be successful with, as as successful with this acquisition as we were with with uh, Matt Haggerty last year. But every you know every case is different coming in, so you know we'll see. Great Wood trying to get the offensive line in gear as it'll be blocking for an inexperienced quarterback no matter who wins the competition. While Helfrich remains coy about who the front runner is, Dakota Prukot's been taking a majority of the snaps with the first team and remains the focus of the media as well as he updates them on his relationship with Coach David Yost and how things are going after his first scrimmage. I think it's your typical first scrimmage. Defense, I mean, hats off to the defense. I thought they came out, played extremely hard, very disciplined, and, you know, they brought a lot of pressure. And uh, that being the first time, you know, we're going live, it's a little different for the offense. And But, you know, to me, yeah, I don't think it was a great day overall by the offense. But in terms of, you know, putting everything in perspective, I've been a part of a lot of first scrimmages before, and it felt kind of normal. But that being said, you know, you can't accept that, you know, but we're going to improve. We had a lot of film to watch and a lot of film to get better on. So overall, I think it's a, it's a, it's a plus because we have a lot we can work on. So what are some of those takeaways, specifically in your game, that you want to implement for your second scrimmage before the spring game? Uh, you know, let's, let's see. A lot of things, uh, you know, we had some footwork issues. Uh, we had, late, late in the week, we had installed some new plays, put our final big install in, and specifically with some outside zone footwork and some uh, naked play action footwork, I noticed our, uh, or one thing Coach Yost pointed out was just kind of sloppy footwork on the quarterbacks, which in turn, you know, just it's the difference, you know, it's a game of inches. So if you take a wrong step this way, the defensive end is going to have six extra inches to make a play and bat your ball down if you're trying to throw a hot route or something. So, you know, in terms of just, you know, being disciplined with your footwork, just fundamentally sound. Um, that was kind of one of the big takeaways for the quarterbacks. Today's the seventh of 14 spring practices. Do you kind of take that as a barometer to kind of see where you're at and, and what you need to do now with about seven left to go? Before yeah, the you know, I'm not, I'm not really out here counting, you know, hey, seventh practice down, but it's more so just moving from practice to practice. As soon as we're done, we go back in, watch film, um, you know, learn from it, see a couple good things, and just, you know, the biggest thing is making sure we're not making the same mistake. We made practice six and practice seven, the same mistake, seven and eight. And so just moving forward and, you know, just uh, picking up little things here and there. Is there a thought of kind of what you still want to accomplish before you head into it's into the summer? You know, it's the same thing. You know, heading out of spring ball, if I can look back and say, hey, I developed great relationships with a lot of my teammates and I feel like I have command of the offense, I'm going to be satisfied with how spring ball went. Can you talk about the offensive line group ahead of you? 
what's their chemistry like? And oh, I mean, this it's one of the funnest offensive line groups I've ever been a part. You know, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, you know, it's my favorite offensive line I've ever been around because I've only been here for so short. But uh, those are the guys I'm with on the weekends. Um, I, 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 hang, I enjoy hanging out with them. You know, they all have the same kind of mentality, you know, blue-collar workload guys. Um, you know, really lucky to be playing behind an entire unit with the same kind of mentality. Staying on the offensive line, what's it, what's it been like working with Jake so far? It's been awesome. Um, you know, he's doing a great job, you know, but you got to, you know, a lot of them are doing a great job. But the biggest thing, you know, you got to give uh, hats off to Coach Wood because he's got, you know, a big task ahead of him getting, you know, replacing some guys and uh, they're taking steps to that. They're taking steps. Dakota, what's it been like working with Coach Yost? Have you guys clicked pretty quickly? Yeah, I think, and, you know, I kind of mentioned this before, Coach Yost is extremely personable. Um, he's a quarterback's guy. I think uh, last you know, season, you know, he was working with some receivers, and you can tell he's a quarterback's guy, so I'm sure he's extremely happy being here. And you feed off that positive energy. I know the quarterbacks love him. Uh, we, have a, we have a blast in the film room, but you know, we get work done. And so it's that, it's that fine line of you, know, you can be friends, but he's still your coach. And uh, when it's time to get to work, you know, we get to work. What is it about him that you know he's a quarterback's guy? Just he puts such heavy emphasis on footwork. Um, when a lot of people watch a quarterback play, you think it's so everything is to do with up here. You hear arm strength, you know. But, you know, with Coach Yost, it's all footwork. And that's the same thing I believe. And so we gel real well on that because, you know, your, real, your cannon is going to come down from your leg. If you're throwing a softball, it's because you're not pushing out. Um, and so, you know, he really understands that. And we're constantly bringing things back, connecting to footwork. We'll watch on film, oh, that ball sailed on you. you got to drive into it more. So just little things. But you can tell he's had a lot of experience with quarterbacks, and he knows what he's talking about. Over the previous two weeks, what have you been able to, to get done here so far that you feel good about? Just taking steps to get comfortable in the offense. Um, you know, it, it's fun. The way we do things here, you know, we have two practices per install. We have three to four major installs. So, you know, it's funny because you, you put an install in, the first day is kind of hectic, second day you feel comfortable, and then you put another install in. So it's kind of funny, you know, they never let you get real comfortable, but it goes back to the whole philosophy, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, but in terms of just, you know, the last two weeks, it's just taking the steps to understand the offense as a whole, as a unit. Um, and just going back to the goal I've set for spring balls, but then a spring ball if I can be in command of the offense. Oregon requires its players to report their teammates if they suspect they've sustained a concussion. Would you feel comfortable reporting a teammate if, say, you were competing with them for playing time? Uh, you mean like if another quarterback? Well, that's not really an issue here because the quarterbacks won't take uh, any hits. But, um, shoot, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a weird question, but if one of the other quarterbacks had a legitimate concussion, then, yeah, it's your duty as his teammate to report him. But, I mean, I, I, that's, I don't think, uh, I think it might, you know, media might kind of, you know, blow a little out of proportion of guys trying to hide concussions. That's not really a thing anymore. Uh, people aren't trying to hide concussions. You know, you understand the, the problems behind it. We're in spring ball, and people that put that in perspective. I'm not going to, you know, you know, potentially make a concussion even worse and miss four months. If I just have to sit out a week, two weeks, you know. So people put that in perspective. I don't, I don't really see that as an issue in terms of people trying to hide it. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, my brother at Colorado School of Mines, he's a, he's a corner, and he just got a concussion last week, or they thought. You know, he, he's like, I don't really think I had one, but, you know, take precautions, sit a week out. And, uh, you know, that's just part of football now. People understand that. I don't think there's an issue. Vernon was only able to be here for just a short time before the season started. You've obviously been here for a little while. Do you, do you put stock into that, the, the chemistry that you're able to develop with the team in the springtime? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, that's the reason, you know, that was one of the big things when we were sitting down for recruiting. My thing was, hey, if I, you know, if everything works out graduation-wise, can I get here in January? And that was the big push, and we made it happen. And, you know, that, it's extremely important, you know, going back to the goals I set 
I want to, you know, develop relationships with the guys and understand the offense more. Both those can get accomplished by me getting here in January. Are you tired of seeing that green flag fly out there yet? I mean, green's a good color, but uh, that being said, you know, it represents the defense, so I am tired of seeing it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all fun, but I'm just ready for the next competition day. They deserve it. They deserve that flag. So, it's, you know, you can't, you know, you know, tip your hat to the defense. You only lost by one point, though, right? Yep. So you, maybe Wednesday is going to be the next one? We'll see. Yeah, competition Wednesday, so. Did Coach Elfridge just present that idea to you guys this year, or do you know where that came from? Oh, I don't know, just because I'm new. Um... And the first time I ever heard about it was, you know, after Monday's practice, getting ready for Wednesdays. So I'm not sure if that's been around or whatnot, but I love the idea. I think it's great. Uh, it's exciting. And you saw, you know, last Wednesday, a lot of guys talking about it. That's good. If you can get guys to kind of work for something. And it's funny, you know, going in and out of the periods, you hear at the end of the period, you know, some receivers talking, oh, they won that period. Hey, we got to step it up next period. And so I, I think it's cool because guys are engaged. It's something to think about. But you're not thinking about the score. You're just thinking about we got to perform to win. So you don't have guys like trying to calculate the score and stuff. They're just thinking, hey, we got to hey, win this period, win this period. And it goes back to, you know, our philosophy, win the day, win the day. So just thinking about the next thing in front of us and winning it. Brukop, of course, in competition to win the signal caller job. And one of his main competitors is redshirt freshman Travis Johnson, ranked as the number three dual threat QB in the class of 2015 by Rivals.com. Johnson missed out last year because of a turf toe injury that required surgery. Now that he's back and healthy, Johnson has a chance to become the starting quarterback. And he met with the reporters early on in spring ball to talk about how he's coming along and his relationship with Prukop. Um, things have been progressing really well. Um, you know, I know the playbook really, really good, so now it's just taking it on the field and taking those reps and really just improving on progressions and all that type of stuff. So, uh, Wide receivers have been speaking really highly of you, saying how do you see the competition going between you and Dakota? Uh, competition is great. You know, we both love competition. You know, he's my boy, and we love to compete against each other. He's doing really good things, and I'm doing really good things. So, How did you stay prepared when you were hurt last year and to be able to do what you're doing right now? Uh, when I was hurt, when I was on my scooter, there was like a net. So in the in the most, I just grabbed the net, grabbed two footballs and just kept throwing the ball against the net. So I just told myself I have to do something so I'd stay in tune to be ready for spring ball. So. How much film were you watching? Were you, you know, were you a guy that's always in the, in the film room watching yeah. stuff? Yeah, I always watched film. I always took mental reps, all that stuff. So. What are you looking at specifically since you're not actually practicing mm -hmm. and you can't really critique yourself? Yeah, I think the best thing I, you know, I looked at was the coverages and, okay, who would I go to here? Where's my hots? Who's blitzing? And just act like I'm in the game right. when I watch the film. So. I think you went down to, to Southern California mm -hmm. for spring break and you worked yeah. out with a quarterback coach. What, yeah. what was the... Uh, the the goal for that week for you? I think the goal was just to like, you know, refine my tunes, just making sure my motion's all good, footwork and all that type of stuff. Like your, your release is better now? I think so, I believe so. How much interaction did you have with Vernon and what he teach you through the course of last year? Uh, me and Vernon talk a lot. Uh, and he just gives me a lot of advice, you know, what to do, what he did to make himself, you know, one of the top players ever, you know, college football. And he just really just gave me some good advice. Like, okay, here's what you gotta do. Here's how to take over and what it takes to really compete. Coach Lubick said they're throwing more playbook at you now than you'll ever have to use for a game plan. How difficult is it right now just to learn 
everything, 100% of the playbook. Um, it's not too bad because I was already familiar with the offense from last spring, but now just the add-ons is really taking those reps in practice and really practicing those plays that he throw, throws at us so we can get better at it. Do you feel like you're getting to a point where it's more instinctive and less thinking back there behind uh, center? In some, play, in some plays, I believe so, but in some, I think I still have to think a little bit more just because it's a little new to me. So. Um, what's the pressure been like in a quarterback battle with a guy like Dakota? Um, I really don't think there's really that much pressure. If anything, it's just competition. You just got to love it and embrace it. So, A lot of guys usually do like the competition because they feel like it, it allows them to, to play better with something on the mm. line. Do you feel the same way? Exactly. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Uh, talking with uh, Dwayne Stanford, he said, you know, He's going through rehab. He obviously saw you go through some rehab as well. Mm -hmm. He said that last season not playing is really kind of why you're excelling so far this year. Yeah, I believe so. Like I, I told him, like, you know, I just grabbed the football, grabbed the net, and just kept throwing the ball as much as I can until practice ends. So. What are you trying to accomplish during spring ball? Do you kind of set goals up for yourself? Um, setting goals, just be the best, try, try to be the best quarterback on the field. That's the point. You know, I want to hopefully get the starting job, and that's my goal. So, Is there anything you see out of Dakota's game that you say, okay, this is something that I, I want to try to emulate, I want to try to do better, better on the field? Um, Dakota Dakota definitely has, like, a lot of, you know, great great plays he makes. And I was like, okay, I, need, I can probably try, try to do some of that stuff. He's a great player, and he has his own type of game, and I believe I have my, my own type of game. So it's kind of, like, hard to really mimic that, you know, yeah. so. Uh, when Vernon Adams first came on the field, he really had that command and that presence. Mm -hmm. How do you try to emulate that on the field as well and kind of create that that presence? Uh, first step is you really have to know the offense. You really got to embrace it and make sure the offensive line knows that you're confident in what you do. So I believe I have that, and I believe I can echo that to my old line so they can really believe that it's time to lead this, lead this offense. You said Dakota has his game and you have your game. What is, what is your game back there? Uh, my game is just kind of like, not necessarily light burns, but really just make a play, make something happen, and really just make sure I get to the right person at the right time and really just, you know, move the ball. That's one, one, one key thing that coaches have stress is, like, let's move the ball downfield. Let's stop having these, you know, third and outs, you know, interception, that type of stuff. Let's move the ball downfield. So, Would you say you're more looking to extend the play than to run then in most situations? Extend the play for sure, but if I have to run, I can always take off when in doubt. What's it been like working with Coach Yost so far? Coach Yost is good. He really emphasizes footwork, which is something that you know I believe I can work on a lot. And we'll work on it uh, after spring ball as well. So he really emphasizes that film and all that type of stuff. So, Were you aware of his background in Missouri and then some of the quarterbacks he developed? Uh, not really. Yeah. You know, he kind of told us, but to be honest, I kind of forgot who he trained. But, uh, you know, but obviously he's a very good coach. That's why he's here. And he's, you know, taking us under his arm and teaching us a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're competing for the starting job? I feel like it. Definitely. The coaches, you know, they said, you have a chance, Travis, so I'm going to take it and embrace it. You hope to at least be the backup and set yourself up for 2017? Um, if that's the case, yes. You know, hopefully I just want to try to get this starting job, if I can say that. So, just being honest. How much do you need to improve to beat out someone like Dakota? Uh, a lot. You know, that's, that's going to require a lot of film work, a lot of working on my own, grabbing a receiver, throwing with them, and just really, you know, building that relationship with all the receivers and the O-line will really get me to take off, you know, come fall camp. Johnson, along with Prukop and freshman Terry Wilson, all fighting to become the man who gets to throw to guys like Darren Carrington. Carrington led the team last year in yards per catch and finished second in receptions, receiving yards, 
and touchdown catches, despite not playing until the seventh game of the season. He also set a school record with five consecutive games with 100 or more receiving yards, a streak that dated back to 2014. With so many accolades, Carrington probably could have gone to the NFL, but as he met with the media, he explains his decision to stay in Eugene for another season. Uh, this 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 year, uh, I just wanted to really emphasize win the day. Just going out there and just trying to go my hardest every day and just trying to be more of a leader because we're a really young team this year. Is it weird not having Braylon and Byron out there? Uh, I wouldn't say weird, but it is kind of different. But they put a... Uh, they um they left their marks and now it's time for us to take over. So, so you really feel like that, that leadership role is possibly on your shoulders? Yeah, I do. I think it's uh, me and Dwayne Stanford got to take these young guys under our wing and help Coach Lubick out. He's the OC now, so, I mean, he doesn't have as much time on his hands, so I feel like we need to help him out a little bit. Darren, why'd you, why'd you come back at the end of the day? why'd You you were talent that maybe a lot of people would have looked at for the draft. Why? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, uh, maturity-wise or football-playing-wise or school-wise maybe you uh, had to come back? No, nah, just maturity, uh, just for myself. Uh, I want to, you know, when that time comes, honestly, I'm just off, us off God and whatever God wants me to do, that's what I do. And, I mean, I want to, I feel like I still have a lot to prove, a lot more to prove, a lot more to do and just show what I'm capable of. And I feel like I haven't had a whole season to showcase that. So uh, that's pretty much why. Do you seriously consider it? Did you, think, did you stop at the end of the year and think about it? Uh, I did just just off of just talking to my dad and talking to coaches. I, I thought about it, but felt like it was, uh, it was good to come back and get one more year under my belt. You're specifically working on stuff because you're the deep threat. you got good hands. Seems like you can get separation. What? Specifically, what what do you feel like you need to just work um, getting faster, just running better routes, catching the ball better, just taking my game to the NFL level, to the next level. So, you thought about what you could do in a full season? Uh, some of the numbers you have I numbers mean, in mind you could put up? Kinda in my head. I just seen from what I was able to do uh, from half a season. And I thank the Lord for that, and so I just. Man, I'm just excited to see what I can accomplish playing a full season. Is this spring different for you, knowing that you're going to be on the field at the start of the year? Is there more urgency for you in spring this year because you're going to have to be ready to go at the start? Um, maybe a little bit, but, uh, I mean, for me, practice is just an opportunity to get better. So you won't, I don't think you'll catch me not going hard out there for practice uh, really at any time. And, uh, but coming into this year is just – I mean, every day you're stepping closer to the dream that you want to accomplish. So I just, uh, this spring ball, maybe it has a little more meaning because, I mean, maybe I want I might want this to be my last spring, so who knows. So go out there, mindset, win the day, and have fun. You had the dream chemistry with Vernon last year. This is going to be your third, third quarterback you've worked with this year, whoever it ends up being. How do you develop that again? Yeah, I mean, it's been, we've had a different quarterback all three years, so... Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be the same. I'm glad, I mean, at least Dakota, the him and Travis are competing, and he's here early, came in the spring, so we'll be able to really get timing down with him and Travis, and then it's going to be up to the coaches who who's our quarterback. Can you privately let them know that you're always open and throw you the ball? <laughs> I mean, I, I tell them sometimes to just look for me, just in case. I'm like, if you guys are under any trouble, just give me a little look. When in doubt, yeah. 
there a difference for you? Do you feel like in your role in the offense this year, do you become kind of the the guy they can go to and, and count on to be the number one guy? I mean, I honestly don't know that. That's the coaches, but I would hope I want to be a go-to target for our team this year. Definitely, I want to be the go-to, and I mean that's just gonna. I just got to prove that to the coaches by working hard in practice and stuff. So. That what you came back for though to be that guy, I assume. Yeah, definitely. And I imagine whoever is playing at quarterback will lean on Carrington to make those big-time plays this coming season. We've heard from quite a few different players, but to close out this episode, let's go back to the head man, Mark Helfrich, as he met with the media once again about the most recent week of practice heading into the spring game. Scrimmage out there today? Yes. How'd it go? Um, like most uh, scrimmages, kind of uh, the defense got off to a faster start, uh, which was the the um, opposite of last week. Um, had uh, you know a couple couple plays. It wasn't really, unfortunately, it wasn't really an, uh, a byproduct of the defense necessarily being great. Just some lack of execution, I think, offensively. Had a couple of alignment things that were just unforced. Um, and then it was, it was decent back and forth, had a bunch of situational things, got some overtime. We played two overtime sessions. One was uh, very quick. The other one turned into double overtime. Started and finished with overtime, so I had, you know, I had to get that going. Um, I had some end of game, end of half situations, which awareness-wise was, was good to get. Um, offense had some, some good back and forth. I think we ended up, we had one turnover offensively, which was, it was the very last play of, uh, before we went into overtime. Uh, so pretty good offensively in that, in that way. And not, not, you know, not necessarily what you want defensively from a turnover standpoint. Offense better than, than the last scrimmage? Well, I think, you know, when you're talking better, I think that individually there's guys that play better individually. There's guys that, that weren't as good. And so that, and that'll be the case in every phase. You know, uh, we did some live kickoff, kickoff return stuff. Um, uh, Troy Dye showed up there big time. Uh, it was good to see a young guy do some things that way. Um, and then we'll take a look at the film and, and sort, you know, sort all the other stuff out. How are the quarterbacks looking? Uh, inconsistent. You know, uh, I, th- I think, again, <laughs> you've got the third string wideout. And we had a couple of, of times in the, in the first couple drives where we had a couple missed throws and we had a bunch of drops that, that, that started it, which, which is not obviously good. Um, but did some, some decent things in the run game, did a few things better, just didn't come out with any kind of urgency or leadership that, that you know, is not uncommon of a, of a competition type of situation. But that's also where you'd like to see somebody kind of step up. And, and I anticipate that happening. Some things in the run game in terms of the quarterbacks running. Yeah, just recognizing some yeah. things that they hadn't in the past, whether it was thrown, you know, thrown perimeter game or, or recognition of yeah, recognition of of what what exactly they need to, to see. Do you expect to name a starting quarterback by the spring game? No, we will not. Last week, Lubick said that Dakota was you know kind of getting the jitters out and really kind of settling in. You've seen calmer Dakota out there. Are you seeing a similar? Similar thing up well, again, it's just I think that's where the consistency part of it hasn't come in for anybody, and 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 again, that's not abnormal uh, for for spring ball, and and you're you're you know getting three new guys in there with reps. Uh, he and Travis, I think, are are playing uh, the the uh, what's the right way to put it? The most inconsistently 
most consistently inconsistent. Uh, you know, they're doing some things a little bit more consistently than the others. Um, Terry had a big run today. I don't know how far that was. How far was that? 50-yard uh, run. Um, so they're all showing, you know, showing signs. It's just you have to have to put it together. Part of that is who they're doing it with, uh, and that's all taken into account. You guys have talked about defensively, the intensity's ramped up. Have you seen that spill over to the offense with them just trying to match that? Uh, the competition has been has been very good, you know, as far as uh, O versus D and, and intensity versus intensity. Uh, I think I think each side has had their days. Each side has had, which is probably better. Each side has had their periods, you know, of of whether it's period ten through fourteen of practice, and then somebody else bounces back because that that's reality, right? That's the second quarter versus the fourth quarter, or the you know the drive that you need to to, to bounce back. Uh, and so they both they've both been resilient that way. Scrimmage today, but how much is spring ball skill development opposed to like working on this specific play or well definitely both both i mean we have we have that that scenario where we have a lot of new guys that are that are getting a ton of reps and you want to you want to push the envelope from a schematic standpoint but you also want to get it to a to a place where they can stop thinking and just play and and that's that fine line that you walk um but they've 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 played hard and worked hard uh without exception um and and that's always a weird you know scrimmaging on a monday is always a little difficult but that's also a little bit why we do it is to make them make them make them bounce back and and have a good weekend what you're looking for looking to see kind of these last two weeks um you know some leadership to to arise i think on on both sides is something that we would like to see i think we're getting there's guys that, that will sidle up to guys and, and you know be saying the right things and 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 talk the right things but now you know just to 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 really take the bull by the horns, uh, certainly from the quarterback perspective, of running the show in practice, and, and each one of those guys, really all those guys, have have shown glimmers of, of that, um, and that just comes back to, to their own comfort level and their own confidence in what they're doing, um, and then just playing cleaner. Uh, you know, there's not as much install. There's there's very little install from here on out, and so uh, in every phase, getting lined up faster, recognizing things faster, and, and just just really taking the taking the ticks off the clock of talking to yourself and trying to you know overthink all right this is where i line up this is what this call means and and now it's just boom boom uh quick recognition did it challenge to get leadership from the quarterback when like you say you've got three yeah. guys that are new yeah. and seeming like the top of the depth chart is kind of the newer guys and yep. the guys who've been here are not getting yep. as many reps does that create kind of a challenge in the spring at least it does and that's where the coaches have to step up and, and fill that void uh royce freeman charles nelson some of these guys have done a great job of, of doing that uh and you know unfortunately for both those guys they're not n- not necessarily really uh naturally vocal leaders but they, they've they've stepped up and done a nice job it's safe to say that dakota travis and, and terry are kind of getting the most of the reps right now at quarterback yes yes it is safe to say that and with that, can we carry that over to say that they'd be at the top of a depth chart if you did one right now? I think you could draw that conclusion, but yeah, we, we again we we won't decide the quarterback position until I I, I don't know when. I mean it, that'll that'll play out in fall camp, and I think I think guys will guys have have you can see that um, just kind of happening that position of of those guys settling into to a little bit more of a, a higher comfort level, um, and that that'll happen. All right. Jeff Lockie's role this spring, you know, it, it sounds like it's kind of like you guys are kind of demoing Terry and Dakota and, and uh, Travis. So, you know, you, you got a guy who's been around for four or five years. What's what what can he do this spring? Yeah, he's been awesome. He and he and Taylor have both been awesome of of 
kind of playing half mentor and half wide out and, and they're still doing a bunch of drill work and uh, things at quarterback but it's it's impossible to drill four quarterbacks it's impossible it's obviously impossible to drill five quarterbacks and so that that was a, a tough discussion that we had and, and a tough to, a tough and an easy decision to make in terms of, of just trying to, to you know flush things and move forward with those those three guys uh, getting the 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 lion's share of, of reps this spring uh and then after the spring obviously we'll we'll rework things but but uh he, they've been phenomenal he's had a great attitude and and so has taylor been been outstanding as you've gathered listening to many of these interviews there's plenty of attention being paid to the quarterback position. You'll have a chance to see Prukop and company in person as the Ducks take the field at Autzen Stadium for the spring game on Saturday, April 30th at 11 a.m. Coverage on the radio begins at 10 a.m. as Jerry, Jorge, Terry, and Joey get you ready with a one-hour pregame show leading into coverage of the spring game. Hope you enjoyed our third episode of the Oregon Spring Football Podcast. Join us again next week as we recap the spring game. Until then, I'm Chase Morgan. Go Ducks! You've been listening to the Oregon Spring Football Podcast on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. The Oregon Spring Football Podcast is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.